We are unlearned. And um, I think this is an amazing opportunity to dig into scripture and look at who God is and what it means that God is love. Um, so I think we can kind of start off with going into scripture and seeing what that means and what that looks like from what we've seen and our perspective. Um, and I know one of the highlighted texts that we can initially go to is 1 John 4. Um, look at verse 8 and 9. So let's see what that says. Earl, you want to read it? All right. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And this was manifested, the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So it says that God is love. It's interesting that we use the word love so often. So how do we see this understanding changing how we view God? What does that mean to us? You know, how do we you know we see it in a lot of different pastors, social media, different stuff that we, you know, view. But how does that affect us in our view and what we look at in terms of who God is to us through scripture? I think it embodies who he is. Um, the essence of God is his nature is love, right? And so it's there's nothing more, nothing, nothing less. It's just strictly God is specifically intrinsically love. So within him, it's flowing out. There's nothing external that's needed to possess this love, right? So right then and there, if love is the ultimate thing, then we having God is ultimately what we need. You know what I mean? But what do you mean by externals? Like, does anybody, what, what external factors could affect God is love? Well, not necessarily affecting him, but per se expressing it, right? So let's say you could say God is love, but it doesn't need to be, I guess, expressed to show that he is love, maybe, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, some people might say God has to do something to then show that he is love, mm -hmm. but you know, I don't know. Also, another one, another way I'm looking at it too is, God is love. Impacts the seeker of God to know to, to know what you're looking for. So when you're looking for God, you're not looking for this tyrant. You're looking for a God of love, because God is mm -hmm. love, and so you're seeking love. Yeah. And if you, and in seeking God, <coughs> that then set the, the the basis for the for the, for the journey that you about to embark on. Because in every aspect that you that God is now showing manifesting himself to this individual or to the seeker, he must or he or she must see love. Yeah. Because that's what that that's God is love. That's who God is. It's interesting because even when we look at like the world, even even Christians, we still Christians have a fear of God in a way that like he's a task taskmaster, mm -hmm. a tyrant, like you just stated, Daron. And it's like why is that important for us to change the narrative to what scripture is pointing out as God is love? If, if God is love, can he also be God is a tyrant in our minds? Um, the, the, the nature described there is that intrinsically God is love, but that doesn't limit God to not being 
just and 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 and, and mm. like God is love, but just like I have my son and I love my son. When my son does something wrong, it doesn't change my love for him, mm. but I still have to correct him mm. when he does something wrong. And what we see revealed, I believe, throughout the Old Testament is before we get into an, a knowledge of how God revealed his love, mm. we see most of Christianity consider God to be this harsh, brash, um, very, um, you know, uh, just, just really tyrant mm -hmm. natured being because of how he had to deal with um, the, the sins of the world before the Son. And so I think and the, the truth of the revelation of God is love is in the, is in the revelation of Christ. And, um, you know, John chapter, John chapter uh, 3, I believe, is that revelation that, that, that explains to us more clearly. 316? Yep. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. His only begotten son. I think there's a very, we read that through very quickly and, mm -hmm. and negate um, or overlook that only begotten. Mm -hmm. That whosoever believeth in him, the only begotten, should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we started, God is love intrinsically, but that love was shown to us in the begotten, the only begotten. And so I think now we can see a greater picture of why, as we continue through looking at it, how God revealed that he was so, Like what you just said, I'm just going to look at it from the old and flipping it back here. Because in verse 17 it says, For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, mm -hmm. but the world through him might be saved. Mm -hmm. Now when we look at the Old Testament, it's hard to say that oh, God didn't want people to be condemned. Right. Mm -hmm. You know? But now we see that, yo, this, wait, God, this God, God doesn't want me to be condemned. He want me to be saved. And he's, and God is like extending the hand. He's the initial one to say, okay, this is it. I don't want, I'm love. And he shows it by his son. And without, before even I was made, before anything was set up, he has ordained that he had predestined that this should happen. Mm -hmm. And now we see a, could see a clearer picture today right. in Christ, his son, right? And so now it's like, who is this God? That is love. Right. And how do I get to know this God? That is the whole I get to know this God is love. And and, and I think that's a journey that we um, should embark on too as we go forward here. I think when you look at the Old and New Testament, I think people look at it as there was a change mm -hmm. between who God was in the beginning and the New Testament. Mm -hmm. But the thing is God is always constant. He's never changed. We're the, we're the variables that change all the time. Mm -hmm. And he's always constant. I, when you go back to John 3.16, what I like and I've always looked at is the word so. Why was so put in there? It was not God loved the world. John put there, so loved the world. It's extra. It's something, it, it means something extra when you add so. Yeah. So loved the world. Mm -hmm. And it shows that God's relationship or the relationship that he wanted with us from the beginning, it's more than we can ever fathom or think of. And even with that point you made about the word so, God wants us to understand how much he loves us, like you said. Because mm -hmm. even when you read 1 John 4, verse 9, it says, And this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. The only way we can quantify how much God loves us 
is in this act of him yeah. sending his son. And that's why I like even that word so is so important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I said so again. Um, yeah, and like you guys said about um, just how God is doesn't change and he's constant. We're the we're the variable. Even when you think about Adam and Eve, are we going back to the beginning? Yeah. <laughs> but even with Adam and Eve, when you really look at the whole situation, after they ate the fruit, um, God came into the garden looking for them. Yeah. yeah. It, and it wasn't God knew they ate the fruit and was like, nah. Yeah, that's it. You, yeah. you gotta, you gotta uh, summon me. Like, I'm not coming to you. It, they yeah. hid from him. Yeah, I was listening to something and it was saying that God didn't say, when you eat the fruit, I will kill you. Right. You know, he said, there, because of what the act, there is a progression. There's a natural progression of what will happen. Death will be in your experience. Yeah. But it wasn't anything like, I'm going to kill you because you did that. Yeah. It's like you went away from your, the safety, the, the relationship. You distrusted me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what happened. It wasn't anything of... You know, him being, um, as we've been just mentioning, a tyrant or somebody that's like, oh, you didn't. Because that's, I know for me, at times, I looked at it as God being someone that, you know, was waiting for me to mess up. Yeah. You know, when I mess up, I was just like, okay, I got I to gotta get on my knees right now and pray because I just messed up. You know, what's going, you know, how is God looking at me now? Yeah. You know, what's, what is his thought about what I did or what I thought, like, how does he look at me? But as we look at the Bible, we see that throughout the Bible, we have a God of love. God is love. Is his nature. The word is means equal. That is the Greek for that is equal to, you can't separate God from love. You can't. That's why when you look at Corinthians, you look at the greatest of all of these things is love. That's God. Amen. Yeah, because even, um, sorry, even if you, it's like you said, the, the lens by which you looked at God affected ultimately your um, relationship with him, right? Experience. And your, your, like your whole experience. Mm-hmm. So that's why understanding the truth that God is love is like very crucial for your experience and for how you relate with him, how you relate with, with everyone else. Because if you understand that God is love, you are, your experience is different. Do you think it's more important to understand that God is love before understanding all the other things that we normally come into Christianity with needing to understand first? Because, you know, we get into different churches and there are a list of rules and doctrines. This is how you should act in, in our church. In our church, we, we go to church on this day. And in our church, we do this, these sets of rules. We eat these sets of food, and we don't eat this, and we don't do this, and we don't do this. But what if we switched it and first introduced people to a God of love? That makes sense. Yeah, I think, that I think makes it's important sense. that we even break it down a little bit more because I think there, 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 there are these beliefs out there that in order for God to be love, he had to have more than another being in order to show that love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, 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 we keep hearing this consistent conversation about, 
you know, that's the whole purpose why there's a son and then there's a God, the Holy Spirit, because if it was just the Father, that he could not be loved or mm -hmm. be loving mm -hmm. in his in himself. Mm -hmm. And I think if we go with the found of what we started with, the same premise we started in first John, that this is who he is. That's the foundation of his nature. Mm -hmm. That is everything about his nature. Mm -hmm. Is that first and foremost, whether he was by himself, when he was by himself, he was still love. Mm -hmm. From before the foundations of time, mm -hmm. he was love. He will continue to be love. And that's who God is. Now he has revealed that love to us. But he didn't have to have someone there to be loved. That's who he is. I think once we establish that, that premise, then we can have a greater appreciation for how he revealed his love. Yeah, because there you're, you're the difference here is existence versus expression. Exactly. So God is love, existence. Period. Yeah. First John 4, 9 is the expression. The expression. So we have to make sure, John 3, 16, expression. He so loved by doing what? Giving his only begotten son. So we have to not confuse the two because when we confuse the two, we then limit God to external factors yeah. in order to be exactly. love. Exactly. Can we bring him into our right. realm. So, uh, so yeah. then the, the question is, is, all right, so if, if this, is what, this is what they say, if God needs others, what is he before then? I am right, good point. What is the opposite of love? We'll see the or is it, why, why is it that if he has, he has to have external factors to be loved, then if he didn't have external factors, what is it? We'll see, we can possibly get into a conversation here because the truth is from, from modern Christianity's perspective, they all three existed at the same time. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm, it depends There's on the foundation. The yeah, yeah. So foundationally, in that logic, then it's like, well, he, all three have always existed. The question fundamentally for me though, and for anybody who is um, looking at this and wondering what we're talking about is, is who is this God if he's more than a being, a single, a single being? Who is this? If we say it's three of them, who are those? Who is God? Because to me, it's God a person, a spiritual being that has some kind of a, a revelation of himself, mm -hmm. right? Or is it just a, a thought? I just want to touch on the scripture real quick. Oh. You see that we're talking about before the foundation of the world. Yeah. Uh, John 17, John 17, 23, 24. <clears throat> and it says, um, I in them, uh, I'm just going from 23, and the glory which thou hast given, which thou hast gavest me, I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. I in them and thou in me, that they may be, that they may be made perfect in one, that the world may know that thou hast sent me and has loved them as thou hast loved me. And 24, I want to focus on, he says, Father, I will that they also whom thou hast given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which thou hast now given me, for thou lovest me before the foundation of the world. Mm. So I, as we were talking about before, um, creation happened. We see where the father has bestowed his love to the son before there was the foundation or before there was any creation as far as us is concerned. Mm -hmm. And so that is just even fact to show that God being love doesn't need what, what um, 
he had to have be love in order to give love. I, I, I like to say um, love is about bringing forth. Love is about giving. Love is not about keeping to the self, right? And so if we have a selfish God, how could he then? He wouldn't even bring forth his son. That these things, everything that we are today, we need to be having this conversation, really and truly, when you think about it. Um, I think the world have a misconception of what love is, and they take the love of God, and God is love to mean the love that man may have, mm-hmm. and that is so, that is not true. The love that we are called to have is the love of God, to have God's love in us, because that's that unselfish love, right? And so now it's here, we're not emphasizing now. God, the being, who is this being? And um, in order to then, who is this being to bestow such a, um, a, a, a love, I, I guess you use the word love towards us, towards everyone. And you see it falls in line with, with what Christ came to do. What, with, with, with Christ's work, it falls in line with the whole plan of mm-hmm. salvation and seeing, removing the veil from the eyes so we could behold his full glory. And you see the, Lord, the glory Christ that thou has given me, I have given them. So we all see that he, this God of love, also just freely pours out and gives yeah. to his son as a father pours out and gives to his son. That's a good, I was going to go there, father. Right, father. Because we haven't That's touched on that right. yet, right? All, the, all throughout what we've been talking about, right, is just he's a God, right, that is of love. And his expression of love is giving in of his, of his son. So before you, wh- yeah. what's, what's the first, what's the first instance where God expressed his love according to the Bible? Well, I guess who is this God? It's really the question. Right. Because I think when we look at this text, it becomes extremely confusing mm-hmm. if your understanding of God being correct. Um, more than a being, a singular being, when you read many of these texts. Mm-hmm. For God so loved the world. Was it three of them that gave a son? Mm-hmm. Or was it mm-hmm. the father that gave a son? Mm-hmm. Right. Or were they playing roles and all that? Well, you yeah. know, just, just, just sticking to the basic reading. I mean, again, I'm, I'm just saying, like, if we... So who is this God? Who is this God? Like, to me, the Bible explains that if he gave his only begotten son, then the son has to come from the Father, a Father. Mm-hmm. All right, a Father, right? A Father, right? Mm-hmm. So, so God, the Father, so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. Otherwise, we gotta figure out, is it another God or another being? So the thought yeah. then, though, is that he is, and I, I mean, just the thought right now, are we saying that he is the literal Father of someone. Absolutely. Can, if we if we think about it from um, just the relationship aspect of it, just think about a father giving his son to save complete strangers. <laughs> yeah. Like that that in itself is just I'm gonna use the word sacrifice. It's, it, it is a sacrifice. It's, it's more of a sacrifice than saying one third of one third of myself gave my, myself. I. It's hard to explain it that way. Well, 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, if the if the thought process and where Theo was going, the thought process is that you know, look, we're trying to figure out or we're trying to just talk about a father giving a son, right? Like that to me and Theo Delron, y'all are fathers. Dwight about to be a father. <laughs> he about to be a father. You know, when October. Yeah, man. October? October? All right. So, to, to give, to give, like, what is easier to do? Give yourself or give your son? Bro. Give someone. What is the hard, what would be hardest? Like, I don't, I can go, I, if I had a son, I, I got this. Yo, I don't got a son. I got a wife, right? <laughs> and I always tell my wife, Yo, before I even hand you over, I'm jumping in front of this car or, or yeah. taking the bullet. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. that's way easier to me. I can't even imagine, like, mm, 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 mm. you have Have so. my wife. Like, yeah. nah, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's, yeah, like, exactly. It's easier for me to give yeah. myself, yeah. Oh, so, so then you're, you're saying then that God couldn't have given himself? The father that we're talking about here? No, I don't, I don't yeah. believe he could have. Let's, yeah, let's, let's keep it real. Let's be logical. First Corinthians. It brings a clear distinction, I think, a clarity on that question. First Corinthians 8, um, verse 6. Paul is here giving some clarity and direction to the Corinthians, I believe. Um, verse, verse 6, it says, but to us there is but one God. Yep. And then he, he puts a comma, which first, tells first me that. Corinthians, first Corinthians, first Corinthians 8, 6. 6. Right. He says, but to us there is but one God. And he defines who that one God is. He says, the Father, of whom are all things. I think that of is extremely critical in answering the question of could the Father have given himself because this off defines that the father is the source of all things he is the originator he is the the source everything is in this father and he says and we are in him the father and it says and one lord jesus christ by which to me that by signifies something different than the off mm-hmm. The off source, the by medium channel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are by him. So in order for us to be in the Father, we are by Christ. Yeah. And collectively, we'll go through an additional scripture that just gives us insight that no man coming to the Father except by or through Jesus yeah, Christ. So the Father could not, I believe, sacrifice himself because if he dies, Everything has to cease to exist if he's the source. Right. But the, the, verse six could, and the, here's the other argument to it. There's but one God, right? And then it lists the Father and then Christ mm-hmm. in the way. So people can read this verse and say one God, and it's God the Father and Christ. But you get so, what I'm saying? How? Well, give me that. So, I, I, I'm, I'm just saying this is this is an argument that is made when reading this actual setting. this verse. So it says, "But to us there is but one God, comma, the Father, and then it gives the Father of whom are all things, we in Him, and one Lord Jesus Christ." 
Right, then it would So it's be, a run-on sentence. It's like exactly. it's not separating. But then you'd, have to, you'd have to then make it vice versa that there is also that the that the father is also he's off and by. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. If we keep it consistent. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. So can we um I was gonna go back to like Christ and love mm-hmm. and actually breaking down like the magnitude of the father giving the son, right? Cause that's that's big, like keep saying like. But the um in Colossians um one uh sixteen through twenty, but seventeen it says speaking of Christ and he is before all things and by him all things consist. Right? If we if we continue with the um with the verse that you read about uh, by by him, right? If all things consist of Christ and the Father gave his son, then what did he give? You know what I'm saying? Like he gave so <laughs> bro, I watched I watched the um it was um it was a video about this guy talking about the different planets and the, the galaxies and the different suns and Yes, the the name of it. Yes, where he like shows the um, our sun compared to all these other suns and like so on and so forth. Like, and you realize, bro, how vast and how huge like the universe is. Right. And so we ought to seek after God. Seek God. He says, seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Yeah. We should not be discouraged not to 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 um, penetrate the darkness. To step outside of the the box of tradition and enter into a new life, a new walk, seeking the Lord individually because the Father, it says, seek it such to worship Him. He's seeking people. He's looking upon this earth, looking for people who are seeking Him. Yeah. And I believe if I seek the Lord, He is going to show Himself. He's going to manifest Himself to us. And so it is possible to know God. Yeah. It is possible to know Him in a deeper way than people have, um, have, 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 have said, have, have brought before you. Let no man tell you you can't know God. God is there. He wants to have that intimate relationship with every individual personally. And as we just said, he gave his only begotten son for that. You know, God is doing the work. He has extended the hand. Let's take hold of his hand. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because they reject knowledge, God is going to reject them. And so God is the one who bestows and gives that knowledge to each and every one of us. And he has made it possible so possible and so easy for each and every one of us to know him. Mm. Yeah. Right. And the question is, how do we know him? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's really the question, right? I mean, I think, I think the question is, how do we know God the Father? Because when we keep talking about God, I think most of us, all of us here would agree that we're talking about God the Father when we say God in the context of these scriptures. How do we come to know God the Father? Can I just... Oh, I was going to say uh, John 1, 18. That kind of would tell us who's the most qualified. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, He hath declared Him. It's interesting. I mean... So we started off by just looking at God is love, right? You know, trying to intrinsically, like his existence is love. God equals love. The Father, now we're also equating him to be a father. So not only is he 
God, superior, supreme being, the almighty God, right? He is also a father. And it's interesting even when, so now when we talk about a few other things, but Lance just pointed out that how is he, how are we understanding who he is? And he's expressed this now through his son, right? And it's interesting that and not just a son. Not just a son, the only begotten, only begotten son. son. And his only, this only begotten son came on the scene and when his disciples asked him to pray, teach me how to pray, what is the first thing he said to them? Our father. Our father. That's never, I don't think that's ever happened prior to that. Yeah, people like, in, the, in the Old Testament or beforehand, they're just in looking at a supreme being and just kind of, okay, he, he's God. We can come to him even when the Israelites were, God wanted to dwell with them, right? He, he wanted to dwell with them. So he, he had them set up a, a, a tabernacle, a, a sanctuary rather. And, and, you know, that was the way he would dwell with that. His desire was to dwell with people, but there were limitations. There were limitations because of things that we'll get into later, but it's, you know, the sin aspect and what that causes and the, the separation that happens between God and man that wasn't there initially in the I ideal plan. So we're looking at that separation, but now we have the son who's coming here to manifest the father and show us the father in a different way. So now he's saying, instead of just looking at him as this God in earth and heaven mm -hmm. that's looking down on looking us. Down, looking can't, down, looking down low. Have a relationship yeah. Sits up high, sits up high, <laughs> sits looks down, looks down low. <laughs> now you just call him Father. <laughs> and Paul will now talk to us and say he is, he is Abba Father, yes. more like Daddy. You gotta go to that you know, one. Uh, so, Galatians 4 6. Galatians 4 6. So, and I think that'll be our last text before we go in, you know, and, and kind of wrap up. But it's, it's interesting that we can move and see a progression of who God is from instead of just being, like we've said, a tyrant or a supreme being that doesn't really know us and we can't really know him, we can now look at him in a different way, going to Galatians 4 6 and seeing that. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just an aspect. To, to your point, to, to your point, to your point, to Darwin's point, to everybody's point. But uh, when you think about the Old Testament, you think about idol worship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do you think people knew these idols? Mm -hmm. They knew them. Yeah. It's just worship, right? So what sets God apart from that? Like, why would God? These idols are mysteries, right? Why would God be a mystery? Then he's just like every other God, every other God, an idol. And that's constantly what, what like even when you look at uh, Moses, and like the Exodus and all that stuff, yeah. God literally says to Moses, he's working all these miracles so that everybody, all the, all the Gentiles, everybody would know that he is God, that yeah. he is God, that One he is God. God. Yeah. Around that time, you know, um, everybody was big on like spiritualism and, and everybody already worshiped God. Like it's not like today, today we have atheists, today we have people who don't believe in God at all. Who, but in that time, like a belief in an idol and a God was something. So God had to establish himself as, as the one. Right. And Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6.4. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I was just going to touch on, uh, it's the same, similar, um, go back to 1 Corinthians 8, we go back um, to verse 4, 
um, it says, uh, as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifices unto idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is none other God but one. And then it goes in verse five, it says, for though there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, and verse six says, but unto us, there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, mm -hmm. right? And I'm gonna just pause there because you know we're going there's no peace, but that's it. We, we gotta well, just touch on the types. I think the, 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 the types in the Old Testament give us insight into what we just discussed in the New Testament. And the, one of the greatest types I see is the, 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 the story of Abraham and Isaac. Mm -hmm. God, God says to Abraham, where are you looking at? Genesis 21, Genesis 22, verses 1 and 2, just for context. But God says to Abraham, Abraham, and Abraham responds, here I am. And God says, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering. I think that just kind of summarizes very clearly what we read in John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But the concept here is clear that there is a father, Abraham, mm -hmm. who is being directed to give son. a son. Yeah. We can't miss that Abraham is not the son. Mm -hmm. The son is not the father, but he is from the father. And if you read on, it says that Abraham told his son when he's asked for sacrifice, he says, um, God will provide himself a lamb. Absolutely. It never says God will give himself. Absolutely. God provided himself a lamb. He didn't give himself. Between yeah. the lamb and, yeah, and the That's yeah, a good yeah. point. Yeah. We, gotta, we, we can't miss it. There's can't miss a key it. distinction between the father and the, the son. son. That's that right. the son is not the one. But, and, but the it's, it's mystery father. language, though. When God said he will provide a language, he's providing himself. <laughs> it's mystery language. We don't know. Nah. We can't understand. But, <laughs> that we, what we uh, missed too is the, um, I forgot the verse, but it's saying how God was in Christ reconciling yeah, himself to, like, before anything, like, God is, the world is reconciled, done. It's Right, it's reconciled because, because of God. It's love. But so, we jump. We can't jump over that. God was in Christ. We got So we talking about knowing God, right? We talk about God being love, but knowing God, um, in a big text, I guess within within. I don't know any other denominations or whatever, yeah. but Seventh-day Adventists is the, third, the three angels' message. Yeah. And the first angel's message is, um, you guys know it, fear God and fear give glory God. to him. Right, so fear God and give glory to him. We know that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's interesting because I was reading Exodus and Moses came to Pharaoh right? And was pretty much going through the spew that God told him to go through and tell him, God says, set my people free, blah, blah, blah. And, and Pharaoh's response was very interesting. He's like, who is God that I should fear him? Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I'm like, bro, he didn't know who God is. So he doesn't know that, like, the point is for us to fear God and give him glory and, and all these things, like, we have to know, know him. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And then we understand that our fear isn't be afraid of him. Yeah, right. Right, yeah, there you go. Reverence, Perfect love casting all And, and, and right. even when I, when you think of um, the beginning of wisdom is the fear, uh, to, to fear God is the beginning of wisdom. It's like the beginning of wisdom. Like to even get into this, you have to know God to an extent. To yeah. like, and right, and, and that's why when you go back to the first sections we started with, he that loveth not, no, not no, God. That's not what God is love. God is love. For God is love. love. That's good. Right. The Father. <laughs> we're, we're seeking God, and he wants us to yeah. seek him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we seek God, and as we seek God, we are given a clearer knowledge of who he is as we seek him. And that is revealed through Christ, and Christ has given us that. I think what we kind of, just the revelation, and we'll get to the Son, but the revelation of what Christ revealed to us about the Father mm-hmm is amazing because it shows us that that we have a father that um it's i think it's psalms talks about he pities us he knows our frame he knows that we are like he knows exactly who he is he's dealing with he knows everything about us you know jeremiah 29 11 talks about that you know i know the thoughts i have towards you thoughts of peace thoughts of hope like i have i'm giving you a future i have an expected end for you like all those key elements that shows us who god is and that he is love not nearly just loving but he's his nature yeah right so understanding that we're just going to go into the next i mean the next part that just flows there is the manifestation of this son and who is this son that he gave to us? Bro, there's so much stuff that we could go <laughs> into. <laughs> like, <laughs> we said we okay? Uh, yeah, so we're pretty much at like 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired, Jeremiah. Edit out too. We got out this information. I feel like we just started. <laughs> right. So, we started uh,